0: Hello, this is Brian Auton of Apologetics 315, and we are reading The Gospel in the Marketplace of Ideas, Paul's Mars Hill Experience for Our Pluralistic World, by Paul Copan and Kenneth D. Litwock. This is Chapter 10, and I'm joined by co-author Paul Copan. Chapter 10 is entitled, Going to Our Own Mars Hill. Well, Paul, this is our final chapter, and I hope our readers have gained a great deal from what they've been reading and studying. So what's in store for them as they finish off in chapter 10, entitled, Going to Our Own Mars Hill?
1: Well, in this final chapter, what we try to do is distill a number of the lessons that we can learn from Paul's example uh, by bringing them to our own contemporary situation. So, for example, we uh, highlight how it's important to distinguish between the person who is made in God's image and the beliefs that that person holds. Just like Paul, even though he was angered by the idolatry around him, he still responded to the Athenians in a very gracious and affirming way. Uh, we also, uh, just like Paul did, we build upon what uh, what other people know. We build on that common ground. So Paul is is appealing to this altar to the unknown God, and that becomes a springboard for helping to connect these his own audience to uh, to the one true God. And we can do that in the same sort of way. We can identify uh, what someone has called signals of transcendence. Uh, that there is this that there is a human quest for security. For significance. Uh, People have a fear of death. They long for immortality. They long for justice to be done. When we're watching a movie, for example, we want the good guys to win. We don't want evil to triumph. Uh, or we have this sense of awe and wonder as we look at the world around us, as we see the intricacy of life and so forth. You know, all of these things, you know, where do those come from? Well, there's not just an intellectual sort of explanation, but there's also that existential fulfillment of, that God brings through Jesus Christ, that, that that restlessness of the heart is satisfied by our relationship with God through Christ, that we are longing for, uh, for peace, we're longing for uh, resolution for, uh, Solution to that fear that we have of death. Well, these are existential concerns that people have, and, and so we need to look for those signals of transcendence that can actually point us and help us to point people in the direction of a God who has made himself known in Jesus Christ. Also, we can another lesson that we can learn here is to understand what the entry points for the gospel are uh, into uh, better communicating the gospel for our own audience. Paul knew those entry points. He knew the people to quote. He knew what kinds of bridges to build. And so we can do so without compromising the, the message of the gospel. I think it's helpful to point out some of the idolatries of our own day, whether they're philosophical, religious, or technological, or even relational. We have uh, you know a, a person who thinks that this relationship uh, you know in in marriage or a boyfriend or girlfriend is going to be you know all that this person has been seeking that this is the ultimate resolution to this person's problems well we need to remind people of how these are contingent things these are things that will inevitably let us down because we're putting our trust in things that are creaturely rather than putting our trust in the creator of all and so that's another lesson we can learn from what paul is communicating uh, and, and, and and also what we see in jesus christ uh, who is in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, we can look at the various world religions or or notable philosophies and see how it is that the gospel actually speaks into these, that in the gospel we see that there is a a fulfillment of the deepest human longings that are found in our our greatest epic stories, that we see in Jesus the, the embodiment of the wisdom of the ages, of the of the world's greatest philosophies, uh, we see the redemptive uh, theme in movies, and we often talk about uh, those sorts of themes and and you know wanting evil to succeed, about seeing people forgiven uh, and and moving on with their lives. Well, uh, how much greater do we see that in the Gospel of Jesus Christ uh, that we see ultimate forgiveness and removal of shame and so forth? You now, Jesus is, uh, as as um, C.S. Lewis said, myth come fact all of those great ideals those great fairy stories uh, as Tolkien talked about they're they're found in the gospel in in historical realization in Jesus Christ and so rather than dismissing you now all of those religions of the world and saying oh they're all bad we could say well what are some of those pictures, those symbols of transcendence that we can pick up on. What are some of those themes that we can bridge the gospel, uh, you know, with the gospel uh, that we can talk about love and grace and redemption and forgiveness and so forth. We see all of these embodied in Jesus Christ in the historical revelation that God has made known to us. Those are some of the themes that we can pick up on from Paul's message and proclaim them with power uh, in our own day today as we go to our own Athens.
0: Well, Paul, I want to thank you and your co-author, Kenneth D. Litwalk, for your work in this book. And as we wrap up, what encouragement would you have for our readers as they seek to apply the principles presented in the book?
1: Well, I would say that one, one thing is that don't presume that you know everything that there is to be known about Paul's, uh, you know, speech at Athens. I mean, you know, a lot of it has been written at a popular level, but but again, teaming up with a New Testament scholar, I think this will take people uh, into a, a lot deeper waters, but still in a very accessible way. The book even has pictures and and uh, and maps and so forth to, uh, to make it more accessible. And so this sort of a thing can, I think, be effectively used for for pastors, as they're preaching through the Book of Acts, and and really wanting to help equip them to be better communicators of the gospel, uh, this sort of thing can be very useful for campus groups, is the you know intervarsity or campus crusade crew now, uh, and 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 uh, navigators and reform University Fellowship. Uh, there are so many you know, on the on these university campuses. there's so many ways of helping to build bridges with people, and so this gives a lot of practical insights. For, for example, to talk about how evangelism is a process rather than an event, uh, and, and 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 that we need to help by God's grace people move from one, uh, you know, from where they are, you know, what just one step closer, not thinking that they need to go the entire spectrum from not having any regard for the truth to embracing Jesus as the truth. Now there are a lot of steps in between and we need to be cognizant of those. And so this book helps us to look at our own evangelistic strategies and say, maybe we've been doing things uh, in a a misguided way. Maybe we've been more dependent upon methodology than anything else. So those are some of the things that we can talk about in our own day as being effective and uh, effective ways of building the bridges and communicating the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ in our own day. Thanks, Paul, and thank you for listening. I hope you will read along
0: with Apologetics 315.